Welcome to the Free From Binge Eating Podcast with me, Breed, your host. Binge eating sucks. Trust me, I know. I was stuck in that spiral of binge, restrict, diet, yo-yoing weight loss, feeling guilty and ashamed, and hating my body for 10 years. Now that I'm out, I'm turning my pain into purpose by helping you stop binging, start loving your body, self, and life again. It's time to live free from binge eating. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome back, fam, to another episode. We have got today, as usual, another question from the audience. So this came in on an Instagram question thingamajig (laughs) and so basically she said I'm still struggling with the difference between restriction and choice and like my true needs she did a 30-day reboot course and she said continuing on she said I would appreciate any advice on this topic especially with social events it's so hard to listen so I totally get what she's saying and this is definitely she's not alone in this feeling it's something that definitely comes up once you get to a certain point in your journey, I would say. And I've worked with it um, in a one-to-one capacity as well with some clients as well. So definitely understand and uh, we're gonna get into it in this episode. Alrighty, so let's just sort of like rewind a little bit, set the scene. You know, during your food freedom journey, there may come this point where you start saying no to certain foods, but you're kind of confused. Like, am I saying no out of genuine choice, like my needs? or out of this harmful restriction place that, you know, maybe you used to be in. You might wonder, am I going back to my old ways? Like, oh no, am I slipping backwards? Have I fully let go of that controlling, restrictive mindset? Is there still work to do? Am I low-key rejecting this food because I secretly want to lose weight quickly, but on the surface, I'm just pretending like I'm just not that into it? It can be confusing. So I'm here today to go through this dilemma in detail and hopefully give you some clarity over understanding your intentions when you make food choices. I'm also going to add a tiny little section at the end, which is sort of the inverse of this situation. So instead of you're practicing saying no to foods, you're not sure if it's coming from a restrictive mindset or if it's just like genuinely saying no, the inverse is like where you start just saying yes to everything because you're even just scared to say no to anything. So Let's start with this first question, just to get clear, we're all on the same page. What do we we mean when we say restriction here? So restriction, you know, at the end of the day, it means limiting something. And when it comes to food freedom, we're specifically talking about restricting foods, food with negative intentions behind it. So obviously you could argue that, you know, restriction in itself, it's normal. It's not always something negative. It can even be something positive, which we'll talk about later. I mean, you know, people restrict food all the time by, you know, choosing not to go for seconds when you're already full, um, choosing not to eat the food just because this random thought popped into your head saying, I just want to eat, <laughs> maybe when you're bored, or saying no to the chocolate cake because maybe you, you feel a cold or like a sore throat coming on and you just want to avoid some processed sugar for a bit, eat a little bit healthier. Um, there are lots of reasons why someone could reject or restrict food. It's not always a bad thing. But within this podcast, or just within sort of like food freedom in general, when we're talking about um, restriction, we're usually referring to when you control or limit food because of this underlying fear and anxiety. For example, 
you know, you might restrict your meal size because you're terrified of gaining more weight after three days in a row of binge eating. You might restrict your carb intake because you're just so scared that the second you eat one carb, you're going to suddenly gain five pounds and you're going to feel like this terrible failure of a person. Maybe you restrict sugar because you're so scared of it and you just are going to feel so anxious after eating it. You can tell, right? There's quite a difference between that normal restriction and the harmful restriction. The former is relaxed, it's neutral, it's simple, it's easy. The latter is rooted in fear, scarcity, and stress. And your body can feel the difference between those two things, for sure. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Now, why does this confusion between restriction and choice, genuine choice, arise in your food freedom journey? Well, let's backtrack a few steps in that journey. So usually you start the journey because, you know, maybe you've been binge eating all the time. You're stuck in this binge restrict cycle. Um, maybe you haven't been binging, but you've just been like restricting a lot. And then you become food obsessed. You've probably spent years controlling your food and trying to control your weight and just putting tons of pressure on yourself. Never even really enjoying those like delicious foods like the cake when you even let yourself have it. Then you start your journey. You're like, okay, something's got to change. You're told or you, you kind of figure it out yourself that you got to lift all those restrictions because they're really kind of driving the cycle. They're keeping you food obsessed, stressed, anxious, tired, miserable, binging. Of course, along with, you know, the binging, for example, might be down to emotional reasons as well, but usually there is some physical mental restriction involved. So you kind of like tentatively are like, oh God, this is the opposite of what I want to do. This is scary. I don't want to lose control. I don't want to like suddenly gain a ton of weight. You're kind of scared, but you know, you know, what you've been doing hasn't been working. Something's got to change. Let's trust this person. So you do that, you lift the restrictions and you may, you might notice, oh my God, like I'm not thinking about food 24 seven. Oh my God, my binging has gone from five times a week to once every two weeks or once a month or even less. You start to actually enjoy those off-limit foods, like finally I can have them again, like life is good, things are getting better. And you sort of realize like, oh my God, all that restriction and control was just keeping me stuck all those years. And so you tell yourself naturally, like, okay, restriction, not ideal. It, it definitely was a big driver of my food issues, my binging. And when I stopped it, my problems left. And so you might now spend a few months weeks, whatever it is, living in this new, you know, chapter of your life. And you're just like, oh my God, this is great. Loving it, loving food. And you might have not really been practicing the art of saying no, but eventually you realize, okay, I probably need to say no sometimes. And um, sometimes I, I want to say no. So you start trying that. But now there's this confusion and worry, like, wait a second, am I restricting? Because I uh, really don't want this thing or is it in a bad way? Am I going to slip into those old ways? Am I fooling myself? Do I really want to refuse this food or is it just bad habits creeping in? So learning the art of just really understanding, like being able to tell the difference between what your when your intentions are um, harmful, fear-based or not, it's just super key and you will definitely get there, that's for sure. Takes a little bit of practice, a few little tips, but you will get there. Just when you start to I think it's all about really understanding yourself, like really being honest with yourself and understanding your intentions and learning that through what your body is telling you. As I said, we'll get that, that in a little bit. So how can I tell the difference between this real genuine choice, like I just 
saying no to the food for whatever reason, it feels neutral, or harmful food restriction. Let's talk about some differences. So what does this harmful fear-based restriction look like and feel like? A few things. And of course, there might be more things, more like specific to you and how you feel, how you think. But these are just some general ones that I've seen in clients over the years and with myself as well. So you might feel this sort of just like this tension in your body, like someone's like, hey, do you want some more of this? And you say no out loud, but you can just feel like maybe your throat closes up or your chest, your gut. Those sort of three areas are usually quite common. And there's this feeling of like, oh, God, I really, I really do want this food, but I, I should say no. I should say no. And that brings me to my next point notice your language not necessarily what you say to other people but maybe you might say it to them too like oh no I shouldn't I really can't but maybe you say it within like in that above example where you're like I really do want this oh my god but I, sh I should say no that even that should like that's hinting at rules and limits or hinting at you're still policing your food choices like why why should you say no you can want to say no but like you should what so what if you didn't say no what's going to happen is there like some sort of punishment are you going to feel guilty are you going to feel mad at yourself another thing to look out for is you might be saying no despite feeling hungry why are you saying no if you're feeling hungry i mean obviously it could be actually like genuine because maybe the food on offer even though you're hungry is not something that you want to eat it's not what you plan to eat maybe you've got a meal lined up in an hour so you're just going to hold out for that that's fine like you can tell the reasoning behind that feels pretty chill and just makes sense but if you would actually want to eat that food and you're hungry then why are you saying no let that reason come to the surface sort of just like you know ask yourself like why am I saying no right now and I even notice it sometimes myself too with um with say like my boyfriend is like oh do you want a bite of this cake like this cheesecake and I've already had my cookie, like this big cookie that I get here. It's like so delicious. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 I'm good, I'm good. And he's like, no, come on, like, why not? And then when I ask myself, like, wait, why not? <laughs> sometimes, obviously, sometimes it's like genuine, like, okay, I've already, I've already fulfilled that quench from my sugary thing today. Um, or like, I'm just like watching out for my, how much sugar intake I'm having. But sometimes I'm just like, wait a second. Yeah, like, I do want it. Let me just have some. So yeah, just taking the time to just notice what is that reason why I'm saying no. And I understand sometimes you might even lie to yourself when you ask yourself that reason. And that's where some of this confusion can come from. So we'll address that in a little bit later. Now moving on to that neutral, normal choice to restrict or to say no, what can that look like? Sort of the inverse. So, you know, usually it can be based on your hunger fullness levels. Someone offers you food, but you're full, you already ate, so you're just like, nah, I'm good. Simple. Usually also there's that feeling again. So instead of this tension in your body, it could be like, it's just easier. It feels lighter. It's, it's more simple. And I think this smooth, simple feeling comes with time. Once you also start to feel more relaxed with saying no and understanding your intentions and knowing it's coming from like a good place, but to describe it a little more yeah it would just be this like this ease from within your body and there's not that like ugh, ugh but I, I really want it obviously though again like it's, a, it's this just like tricky like fine line obviously there could be times when it could feel a little bit tense 
saying no, even if it's coming from a good place. For example, if you've been trying to dial back on like a certain food because of a health condition or you're trying to experiment, like, I don't know, with your digestion, whatever it is, but you really love the taste of that food. Like it's one of your favorite foods. And now you're trying to dial back on it. You're trying to say no to it sometimes. So obviously at the start, especially when you're saying no to that thing, even though it's from a good place, good intentions, it could still feel a little bit tough mentally. So you might have that like, oh, I would love it, but no, I'm going to pass this time because I'm trying to do X, Y, Z for my health or whatever it is. That's okay. And you can definitely notice that, right? Like having that awareness of, okay, it would make sense why I feel a little bit of tension here because it is like one of my favorite foods. It can be tough to remove some of that from your diet. Um, So it makes sense that I'm feeling a bit of tension, but I know this is coming from a good place. And another is, yeah, just again, going back to like letting that reason surface. Whereas before, you know, when you said no, despite feeling hungry, and then you inquired a little bit further, like, why am I saying no? Again, if it's coming from a genuine place and you just want to double check, you can, again, look at what is that reason for saying no? It could be something like, I don't know, you're about to go on a run, you're about to do some intense exercise, jumping around, and you don't want to eat right before it because... I don't know, it might make you feel sick or give you like a stitch or something. Or even though the food at that buffet is so delicious, you've already had a plate and a half or something and you still want to go for the dessert, but you're not going back for another plate of mains because you can tell you're already getting full and you just don't want to push your body too far and you still got still want some space for a dessert. So I think once you start reasoning and starting to understand what's going on, it can come, become a little bit more clear. Now, to move to what I was referring a few times already before, where it's still confusing, even though you gave yourself the reason and um, it feels good, but you're not sure, like, am I lying? (laughs) Is this like me pretending that I don't want to eat because of X, Y, Z, but really I'm just like terrified to say yes to this food. I want you to do something that is, it might sound like just stupidly simple, but it can help. It's all about coming back to your intuition, the power of it. It's just like this gut feeling. And it's something we learned early on in the 30 day reboot, because after years of letting that sort of like fear driven mind run the show with food and your body and your weight, it's time to let your intuition come to the surface and lead you because it usually comes from a place that's much more relaxed It's coming from almost like your best self, your higher self place, this relaxed, peaceful, neutral spot that just knows what's best for you, knows what's up, isn't driven by, oh my God, we need to lose weight super fast. So we're going to say no to this food, even though we really, really want it. So what you're going to do when you're making that food decision, you're going to pause for, just give yourself like even 10 seconds, 30 seconds, even better. Pause, take a deep, soothing breath. Do like in six, hold it for a bit, out six. Even better, do that three times, do that five times. In fact, let's just do it right now while we're at it. So breathing in for six, four, five, six, and just hold it. And then let it go for six, really slowly, relaxing your shoulders, relaxing your stomach, relaxing your mind, your face, your eyes. And just breathing slowly. 
I'm sure you can already feel your energy is more chill just after one deep breath. Imagine doing three or five just gets you to such a more chill place and a place where you're better equipped to make decisions that are genuinely self-loving for you. So ask yourself once you're in that calm place, is me saying no to this food harmful or neutral? You will likely get this immediate gut reaction answer that comes up for you in your body. So it's not your mind being like, oh, well, maybe it's this, but maybe it's that, but da 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 da, we ate that the other day, so blah blah blah. No, it's just this like, boom, immediate like, it's harmful, it's neutral. It'll either be just like, the word will pop into your mind, or there'll be signals from your body. You'll have this like, clench in your stomach, or a sinking feeling in your stomach, or your chest. That will show you, okay, this is probably not a good choice for me. This is harmful. Let me say yes to this food. Let me go with this. Or maybe it's just like, it's good. <laughs> it's chill. We're good. It's neutral. We know it. So learn to get in tune with your intuition, what your body is telling you, because sometimes it just knows way better than what that overthinking, overanalyzing mind does. And if you're like, I'm so disconnected, this is just not going to work for me. Number one, check out the third day reboot. We teach that in depth. I give you like a meditation and everything. Number two, though, I would practice um, doing this little exercise, like doing the breathing, calming down, pausing and ask yourself things or get, get someone else to ask you so you don't have to think about asking the question. Get someone to ask you, like, is your name whatever. Is your name Alex? If it is, it's this easiness in your body. If it's not, it's like, oh, <laughs> nope, it's definitely not. Or like, if you hate coriander, like I do, it's like, oh, do you love coriander? And your body will be like, no, I fucking hate it. <laughs> You'll feel it. It'll be this immediate thing. Or it's like, yes, delicious adds like such freshness to my dishes. It, you'll feel it. You'll start to notice and then start to like get them to ask you more uh, unclear questions. Maybe it's like, I don't know, if you're a woman and you don't know if you want to have children yet, that could be one where it could, it could be like, oh, some days I do, some days I don't. See what your intuition is saying and just start, start to see what those signs are when it's like a strong yes, a strong no, a medium yes, a medium no. Start to, yeah, get clear on that. I'm going to pause right there for a minute to share something with you. So if you've been listening so far and feel like you're ready to start your recovery journey with me, I've got the perfect springboard. That is my free masterclass, why you're still binge eating and how to stop. It's a 35 minute free video masterclass where I'll walk through all of the reasons you might still be binging. Then I'll give you three actionable steps to stop binge eating. So if you're looking for actual results in your life, want to never binge again, trust me, I know the feeling. I was stuck for 10 years doing that then head to the show notes to get instant access today. I'll also gift you something for joining me at the masterclass, but I'll leave that surprise for you to find out for yourself. Life is just so damn short and it's not worth feeling so miserable, unhappy, unhealthy with binging taking over. So watch the masterclass today to start your new life. Okay, let's get back into the show. Now, how about, so this is what the, the original person who asked the question said, they, they added to the end of the question, like specifically in social situations, she finds it really hard to pause 
And I think when she said pause, she's kind of referring to why I was just talking about that pause, the checking in, the slow breaths. So it can definitely get even more blurry because of, you know, these added factors, like when you're in social situations or like events, usually you're just less present with your actual self, your needs and your food. You're like focused on the conversation, on coming across a certain way, on networking with a certain person or flirting with someone, like whatever it is. Usually you're a little bit less present and you're not really taking the time to notice what those intentions are, your thoughts, your hunger, fullness cues. You can kind of get swept away. I know I definitely do. In social events, sometimes I'm like, did I even, like, I hardly even remember, like, notice eating that whole dish because I was so focused on chatting with these people across the table. There also could be that added stress of comparing yourself to others, comparing yourself either, like, body-wise or what they're choosing to eat. Maybe you're kind of still in a place where you're not fully trusting of your own food decisions, so you're still, like, looking around. You might be seeing, like, oh, no one else is ordering dessert but I was really into that molten chocolate lava cake when I saw it on the menu. I was like, that's for me. But now your mind is telling you to say no because you don't want to be the only one eating it. You don't want to feel like a pig or something. I know that belief comes up for a lot of women, especially of being like unladylike or like a pig or something. If you're the only one then eating dessert, no one else is. So for example, with that one here, it's going back to having that pause um, and being real with yourself with, okay, I already knew that I had seen that cake on the menu. I wanted it. And now suddenly I flipped 180 to saying no. Something's up there. Is it down to my fear of judgment? Am I not trusting my own food decisions? I'm copying others. Or maybe you just, you've now realized, okay, people are in a rush to tie things up. Someone's got to get back to a meeting. I'll say no to the dessert this time. Like, yes, I wanted it, but I'm going to say no because we need to get the bill. We need to get back to the office or something. You can see the difference and you can probably feel the difference when you're noticing that within yourself. So I know it's really hard to take that pause and breathe and like go within, but it can be so incredibly powerful and it doesn't have to take a lot of time. One thing that you could do as well to add to this is before you go to the event, before you go in, just do that check-in with yourself when you do have a chance to be present and not distracted. Notice, okay, where are my hunger levels at? It would, have, would it make sense if today I, I wanted to eat like a big portion? Yes, okay, I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that because um, I'm gonna meet my own needs and not gonna worry about what anyone else is doing. So yeah, that could be really, really helpful in that situation. Also, I think over time, as you continue on in your food freedom journey and things just start to feel more relaxed, more neutral, less overthinking, these situations will just naturally get easier. It'll just be your new normal to not be like overthinking, like, am I saying no because of this or that? You're not going to have that fear of judgment. You're not going to be worried about <clears throat> having a dessert when no one else is. All these things are just going to slowly get easier and easier. Okay, here's a little something, a little question. What if I'm trying to lose weight though? Like, don't I need to restrict in some form? So what's the deal there? So yes, you know, there does need to be some form of a deficit in order to lose weight. It's literally just how the energy balance equation works. Like you can't lose weight if you're intaking more energy than you're using. So whether that deficit is gonna come through food or exercise, 
or more subtle changes like if you're eating more whole foods, more fiber. Even there are studies that show that people who eat more whole foods and fiber, even if it's, if it's the same amount of calories that are coming in than just like all processed food, your body uses more more energy to digest that and move it through your body. So even that can still create a deficit. Or things like ensuring that your sleep is on point, you're getting enough sleep, your hormones are in check, you're reducing your stress levels. All those things can help you create this deficit without necessarily thinking like, oh, I'm eating less food. But if your goal is to lose fat and you are choosing, okay, my strategy is going to be to focus on eating a little bit less here and there, then yes, restriction will happen technically. But again, it's all about your intentions. Go back to even, you know, your intentions behind the weight loss in itself. Are you doing it because you know, like, it's the only way I'm ever going to be happy if I'm, if I'm thin? Or because you, I don't know, you want to feel more agile or you want to reduce some stress on your joints. Maybe you, maybe you do just want to feel, you feel like you're going to feel better. You're going to feel happier in a slimmer body. Maybe that's just your choice, your view, your perspective. But you're not approaching it from this desperate, rushed angle. You're like, you know what? This can be a thing that's like on in the background over the next year. Like, that's fine by me. There's a big difference between I need to do this really fast before this wedding because I'm going to see my ex there and I don't want him to think like I've lost myself or something versus this is the thing. I'm just going to make a few tweaks here and there in the background, keep living life. I'm not, there's no deadline. Big difference in your intentions. And that's going to signal whether that restriction is coming from a harmful or neutral place. Because if you're doing, if you're approaching weight loss from like, I hate myself, I need to do this. It's the only way I can love myself. Everything is hinged on my weight. That restriction is very likely going to go down a bad path of like pushing it too far, cutting out too many calories, cutting out food groups, being really harsh on yourself, punishing yourself if you don't do enough. And then binging, and then like this whole cycle starts. But if you're approaching it from a really chill angle, then that restriction that you would be doing in terms of your food, it will feel much more neutral. It'll just be like, yeah, here and there, like, I don't know, let's say three meals a week, I'll just eat a little bit less. It feels way more chill. And you can tell in your mind, it is way more chill. And I think that's actually where people you know, get this idea that like restriction is so terrible and always leads to binging because oftentimes when we've been in this kind of shitty food relationship, it very often, not always, but often stems from this place of like, I really want to lose weight and I want to do it fast and all my self-worth is like rooted in how I look and my weight. So then the restriction usually does become harmful. And so you've never or rarely really seen restriction that's done in like, a more relaxed way and that's also why I see a lot of people who they've healed their food relationship but they've got like I don't know some digestive issue that they they need to work on and oftentimes they'll be like um struggling to do the restriction of I don't know maybe uh cutting out certain foods for that digestive issue I've had quite a lot of people I think binging leads to a lot of digestive issues but they find the restriction really difficult because all they've known is this harmful restriction that's extreme and like just to get us to this place where we feel happy in our body so as I said earlier on learning the art of like neutral restriction or just like neutral saying no from a genuine place is 
powerful because it can literally help your health in certain situations. And so, you know how earlier I was also like, we're gonna talk about the inverse. I'm so scared to say no to food because I'm scared to restrict and start binge eating again. So that kind of goes back to what I was just saying there with the digestive issues. People are scared to say no to, I don't know, if they have a candida issue and they're reducing sugar, they're, they're scared to do it because they're scared, oh my God, when I did this last time, I ended up binging five times a week for like 10 years, it was terrible. So I totally get how there, this fear around restriction can come up. And I actually have a whole podcast episode on this. Um, I'll link it in the show notes. But at the crux of it, it's really about realizing that not all restriction is bad. Restriction or, you know, what it is, just saying no, it can be neutral or even a good thing at times. For example, this person with their candida issue saying no to sugar could help them get rid of this issue and live a better life. Someone who's highly allergic to peanuts will restrict. They will say no to them. Is it bad? No, it's literally life-saving. So again, it's always about your intentions behind this restriction. I find that a lot of the times in this sort of like food freedom space, things can get demonized and um, we can go from like one extreme to the other. And what I've found over the years being in this space for longer and being further into my food freedom journey, it's actually really about just finding neutrality in everything, whether it's restriction, whether it is um, your weight, not having to, you know, people usually go from weighing myself all the time, it dictates my mood, to, oh my god, I'm just, I'm just going to stop weighing myself forever because whatever, it doesn't matter, blah, blah, blah. But then low-key, they're scared to weigh themselves because now they've kind of demonized weighing yourself and your weight or something. Another one is weight loss. I know that people go from like, I want to lose a lot of weight really fast to, okay, I'm just not going to focus on weight loss. But then again, low-key, they are demonizing it. They're scared of it. They don't believe it's possible, like all these things. So for me, it's really about finding that a lot of these things are actually neutral. Oh, another one, calorie counting. It could be a neutral thing, usually in the short term, not, not like a lifelong, long-term thing, but it's not the devil. It's not inherently this terrible thing. It's literally just a tool to understand how much food you're taking in. So hopefully this episode cleared up that dilemma a little bit for you, gave you a few, a few little tips and tools and things to think about and showed you that not all restriction is terrible. It's not something we have to be scared of. It's not something we have to be confused about. It's not going to immediately sink you back into old ways. Even, even let's say you were, you know, confused and you restricted and said no, and you later realize like, oh my God, actually that, that was from a bit of a, bit of a controlling place. I could have said yes to that thing. I was a little bit hungry. Like, even if you did that one time, you, you know, quote unquote, restricted in a bad way you're not immediately going to sink back into old ways. It was one time, it's fine. We're going to move on with it. Remember, it's all about the feeling and the intention behind saying no. And of course, if you want more help with your intuitive eating journey, this food freedom journey, learn more about it in the 30-day reboot in the show notes. It's my signature course that's going to help you just find that happy, easy, neutral middle ground with food again. Food just gets to be easy. It gets to be joyous. You get to have that. So that's it for this episode. Of course, I'm sure you guys can tell lately, a lot of these episodes have just been responses to questions from you guys, usually from Instagram stories. So 
you got any questions, pop them in those question box boxes or just DM me directly on Instagram or email me freewithbreed at gmail.com. That's it. I hope you guys have a lovely, lovely day living in that middle ground with food or working towards it. I will see you next time. And that's the scoop for today. I hope you enjoyed the episode and learned something new that you can start applying to your life. It really helps my podcast to grow and reach more women who are struggling as well when you rate and review. So if you got a spare minute, I would appreciate it so much if you could rate and review. And if you took something from this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could share it with someone in your life. Change someone's day, mood, or even their life. Be that person. I know I absolutely love it when my sister sends me podcast episodes. It just shows me she's thinking of me and she wants to help me elevate alongside her. As always, feel free to DM me on Instagram at freewithbreed. I'm always open for feedback and let me know what you want me to speak about on the podcast because after all, this podcast is for you. Okay, that's it from me. Have a wonderful rest of your day and I will see you next time.